0: Welcome to the Adrenalized Life Podcast. We will help you choose your adrenalized life. Whether you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, or executive, we will help you create life harmony and bridge the gaps in your personal and professional life. If you struggle with stress, burnout, or are overwhelmed, we will adrenalize you to activate your desire to change and transform your life. Now, please welcome your host and coach, Tom Marino. For those of you who celebrate, what did you ask Santa Claus for this Christmas? I love Christmas because I love asking my kids that question. I love when we get to put the elf on the shelf out and have some fun with where he winds up each day. And, um, you know, I love when I hear what kids want for Christmas. I love when little kids say, you know, I want, I want this. I was talking to a client uh, earlier this week and his son walked in during our session and uh, I asked him what he wanted. He was four years old. And he says, I want Ninjago Legos. And how awesome that, that kid very clearly knew what he wants. You know, and that's it's such a constant reminder for us that we have to go after what we want, right? We have to remember what we want and be as clear as that question when you ask a kid, what do you want for Christmas from Santa Claus? Be clear in what you want, right? So I was clear in what I want from Santa Claus this year. So I, I, I love to play cornhole, and I've played in a couple of fun tournaments with some of the dads uh, in Merrick. And uh, I asked my wife for a cornhole set. And, you know, cornhole is really a big game of technique, okay? I didn't appreciate it until I was watching some of these really good cornhole players. And, you know, it's not that easy to sink that bag into that hole, okay? It's not that easy. You know, first of all, y- you toss a bag full of resin or corn depending on what level of competition you're in you know the more competitive use these resin bags with this duck material that's on one side and another fabric on the other side but you 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 play competitively and the boards are 27 feet apart right so you you think 27 feet that's not so bad but it really takes a lot of technique and how you hold the bag and how you toss the bag into the hole and you know if you get the bag in the hole it's 3 points. And if you get the bag just on the board it's it's 1 point, right? But you're when you play competitively, you know, and if you get nothing on the on the board or in the hole, you get no points obviously. But when you play competitively, you play against a team. Usually it's two it's a team of 2 against a team of 2. And you know, you have to work around their bag sometimes, right? Because for each place that you land, so if you both land on the board, you and your competitor, you cancel each other's point out. If both of you sink it into the hole, you cancel out the three points for each other and it goes back to zero, okay? And you play to 21 points, right? And, you know, if, if your bag is on the edge, you could wind up knocking your own bag off the board, right? So sometimes you're competing against yourself, other times you're trying to compete so you can neutralize the points. And sometimes you have to overcome those obstacles. So why am I talking so much about cornhole? Why did I just spend the last four minutes on corn, cornhole? Because cornhole for me is representative sometimes of how we have obstacles in our lives. And that's what we're gonna talk about on this show, okay? We are our own obstacles at times. And I talk about overcoming obstacles with every single client, because that typically is the thing that holds us back. And that's the third thing in my choice model. That's the third step in my method, overcoming obstacles. That's what the O stands for, because we tend to get in our own way. What I want you to understand about obstacles is there's different types of obstacles. Now, you can call them blocks. You can call them barriers, you can call them fears. You can call them whatever you want. But there are things that get in our way of making progress and doing what we think about doing. Now I was reading recently John A Cuff's book on soundtracks and it's about overthinking. And he says, "Overthinking is what you think gets in the way of what you want." Right? So how many of you out there right now are overthinkers. How many of you have been driving along and, and you're sitting in traffic and you're thinking about everything going on in your life and you're overthinking some things and frankly you're making yourself nuts, right? We become our own obstacles. Our mind becomes our greatest obstacle at times because of our ability to think things through and to overthink things. But the two types of obstacles I want to talk about today so you understand them is the difference between action blocks or action obstacles versus inner process obstacles or blocks. And well, what an action block implies is that it takes action to overcome them. Action blocks are about overcoming things through action right so if you're confused about a career move or you're confused about a relationship and or you're not sure that you have a skill to do something well you could take action in those things right you can take action to develop the skill if you don't have it right if you want to learn how to play the piano one of my clients right now he's 52 years old he's getting ready to learn how to play piano he wants to learn that skill that's an action block that's being overcome through action. He's going to develop a new skill. You know, if you're not sure about your finances, make a plan for your finances. Pick up the phone and call a financial planner. Find someone to help you overcome that obstacle. If you're not sure about which direction your career is going, do research. Figure out what the path is forward. Find information, take action, right? The word of the day today on my word genius was stasis, right? And what's stasis? Stasis is when there's no action taking place. It's a period of equilibrium. It's a period of inactivity. Action blocks are overcome. Static gets removed when you take action. So take action on the obstacles that can be overcome. It's not that hard. It just requires some movement forward, some type of action. Inner blocks, inner process blocks are different though. There's more of an emotional component. It's not so easy to take action to overcome those blocks and those obstacles, right? Fear is an example of an inner process block, right? We have these fears and it ta- and people say, get over your fear, right? Just get over your fear and move on. Well, it's not that simple. I can't just take that action and overcome my fear. We have to understand the fear. We have to work with the fear. We have to integrate the fear. And we'll talk more about integrating fear on the next episode. But that's an example of an inner process block. Self-doubt is another example of an inner process block. These blocks require us to look deeper into ourselves because a lot of them are activated by judgment. Okay, we spend a tremendous amount of time judging ourselves. We spend a lot of time judging others. We spend a lot of time judging other situations. When we are activated by the judge, it causes us to think. And it causes us to create obstacles and barriers. Some of them can be really deep-rooted that we really have to dig into and understand, right? It's like peeling back that onion, right? Why do you have a fear of heights? Well, did you ever fall? Usually it's an irrational fear, right? And we try to rationalize the fear, but sometimes we've got to peel it back and recognize that it is irrational. What I want to do in this part of the episode is talk about this concept of positive intelligence. And if you've never heard of positive intelligence, that's okay, don't worry. We're gonna explain exactly what it is. Um so the positive intelligence actually a really cool uh topic for discussion. And um it it's it's interesting what it means. Um so Shirzad Shamin, he actually wrote and has studied this um positive intelligence concept, and he's a preeminent coach for like Fortune 500 CEOs. This guy is a big time coach. I had the opportunity last year to take a seven week course with him on on positive intelligence and um, really understand that concept. And I've incorporated positive intelligence into my practice with my clients because I think it's such an important piece of understanding inner process blocks and obstacles. Right. So positive intelligence is thinking about things as your mind being your Best friend and your worst enemy. Your mind is your best friend and your worst enemy. Well, like we said in the previous segment, you know, we are sometimes our own obstacle. How we think, what we believe, what we assume, all of those things that we think about, our mind could be our best friend or our worst enemy. And positive intelligence is the relative strength of those two modes. Okay, so if you have a high level of positive intelligence, it means that your mind tends to act more as your friend than it does your enemy. Right, so if you're thinking positive things all the time, if you're talking to yourself in a positive way all the time, you will have a higher level of positive intelligence. Whereas low positive intelligence is when you're thinking through things. In a very negative way. Okay? So the negative talk is that sabotaging behavior. And Shirzad goes on to explain what saboteurs are in positive intelligence. Okay? Saboteurs are part of the things in our mind that sabotage us from going and being where we want to be. Our saboteurs are often activated when we go into judgment mode. Okay. The judge is the preeminent saboteur. Okay. So when we judge ourselves, when we judge situations, when we judge other people, we go into this saboteur state of mind. Now we develop these saboteurs when we're younger. Okay. As kids. And there's nine accomplice saboteurs that work with the judge. The judge is in all of us, and all nine saboteurs, frankly, are in all of us. But their relevance in how they're activated in our life is is pretty consistent. And there are certain ones that will be more uh, prominent in your life than, than others, right? And, you know, the accomplice saboteurs are these labels that we give to certain behaviors that we have, right? So when I work with clients, um, it's I, I make sure that we identify your saboteurs, okay? There's actually a free assessment on positiveintelligence.com that you can complete and find out what your saboteurs are, and it will be extremely revealing. And I really encourage you to to look into this a little bit further. Understand what your saboteurs are. Create that self-awareness for yourself, Saboteurs are these—the things that are the pleaser, the controller, the hyperachiever, okay, the the hyper vigilant, the hyper rational. You know, and I see a lot of these saboteurs. You know, pop up in my conversations with my clients, and we call it out when they pop up, right? We call out what the pleaser is doing or what the avoider is doing in that circumstance. And it's important as you raise your self-awareness to the things that are causing you to not move forward, that are blocking you from moving forward, to label those things, recognize those things, and then work on fixing those things. You know, Shizad explains that each of the saboteurs have characteristics, they have thoughts, they have feelings, and there's justification lies that these saboteurs tell us as we move through the experience of them. So understand this. We develop these early on as children. And we should grow out of them as we evolve into adults. But we, we don't always move out of them. Okay? The goal, though, is to move from our saboteurs to our sage self. The sage is part of us that is clear and has full clarity is authentic. Think of the sage as the wise part of yourself. It's almost like the devil and the angel. When you put your devil and angel on your shoulders, the angel is your sage. The devil is those saboteurs, those things that sabotage you. And the goal is, is to move from the devil to the angel. Okay. And transform your experience by activating that sage. Because the power of the sage allows us to explore with curiosity, to empathize with ourselves, to innovate and create new perspective, to navigate and align with our values, and to activate and take decisive actions without distress. These are the powers of sage. Those five powers of the sage move us to a deeper self-awareness, and that's what we hope to accomplish when we're coaching. I hope to help you identify your sage, work on your sage, and then uh, sorry, and then and identify your saboteurs, sorry, identify your saboteurs and work on those and mitigate those in your life and activate your sage and teach you how to do that because we have to understand what's triggering us in sabotaging ourselves. When our mind is bringing out that lower positive intelligence, It's because we've activated those saboteurs. And those saboteurs are going to be the ones that really pull us down from moving forward. So what I want to talk about right now, very simply, is just give you an example of a saboteur, right? So the one that comes up a lot in my practice is the pleaser. So those of you who are sitting there in your car right now, those of you working out, running, whatever you're doing, shopping, listening to this podcast, I want you to think about How many of you have difficulty saying no? Or how many of you say yes and then say, I wish I had said no? Because that is your pleaser saboteur being activated. The pleaser has a strong need to be liked and attempts to earn it by helping, pleasing, rescuing, or flattering other people. But what happens in return when you try to please other people? You get frustrated. You get demoralized. You hurt yourself through your action of your pleaser. So what does the pleaser feel? They feel that if expressing my own needs directly feels selfish, if I take care of me first and I please other, if I do that, I'm being selfish. So instead I have to take care of other people and ignore my own needs because it feels selfish. So what does the saboteur lie about? It lies about that I help others selflessly and don't expect anything in return well if that's you now you're going to be aware of that saboteur when that activates in your life i want you to experience that and i want you to change that and become more aware of that go to positiveintelligence.com and do that free assessment it's worthwhile and read through all the descriptions of your saboteurs so you could become more aware of them in your life Thank you for listening. Visit tommarino.com and sign up for our newsletter. Leave a comment about this episode and learn more about how we can serve you. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, choose your adrenalized life.